0: Thank you. Now, here is your host, Dr. Elise Cortez.
1: Welcome back to the Working on Purpose program. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Great to have you. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez, joining you live from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. If you don't know me yet, I'm a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose, organizational logotherapist, inspirational speaker, social scientist, and author. My team and I help companies discover and articulate their purpose to thread it through their culture and operations. We work with forward-thinking or forward-reaching organizations to develop inspirational leaders who create cultures where people actually want to come to work and do their best. And we pr- we provide programs like the Grab Your Guide that enable individual team members to discover and unleash their passion and purpose at work to catalyze fulfillment, engagement, and productivity. you can learn more about how we can work together at EliseCortez.com. With us today is Joseph Camberato. He's the CEO of National Business Capital. He developed a passion for business growth early in his career and today helps entrepreneurs and business owners grow through small business loans and services. We'll be talking about the more democratized, that's a hard word, democratized um, environment appearing in workforces across the country and how leaders can take the reins on purposeful work and employee wellness. You joined today from Long Island, New York. Joe, welcome to Working On Purpose.
2: Hello, thank you for having me.
1: So great to have you. I'm looking forward to this conversation. This has been such an interesting time and you are an interesting chap to talk to about what's going on in the world of (laughs) business and work. So let's have it, shall we?
2: Awesome, well thank you for having me and and, uh, it's always good to talk about these things, especially with all the stuff that's happening in the world today around this stuff.
1: Yeah, so uh, one of the things I'm doing this year, Joe, is I'm working on a, a, a book that addresses the, the leaders out there that are like pulling their hair out, like trying to figure out what to do. It's the pandemic, it's the great resignation, there's all this stuff going on in the world and they're just going nuts So that's what I'm working on next this year. So your perspective on what's been going on in the world the last couple of years will be interesting, sort of, we can start with that so we can presence our listeners, we have listeners and viewers across the globe. So let's start, Joe, if we can, talking about your perspective from last couple of years, the pandemic, remote work, et cetera. How has, have those conditions changed what people want from their lives and their work, from your perspective?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great question. And you know, it's so funny is, you know, this whole focus around the great resignation. Um, it's a little confusing because, you know, yeah. so people are quitting their jobs, but they're going to other jobs. And and I think, you know, sometimes people read like the headlines and they say, oh, great resignation. And no one wants to work. But no, people are working. The unemployment rates are actually back to record lows again. And people are working. Um, there's been all this focus on it now, and, and which is so interesting to me because all this stuff really was already happening pre-COVID, pre, pre-pandemic. Um, The job market was a challenging job market prior to COVID, Um, it was super competitive. Um, I think a lot of things finally caught up to itself. And I also think because of COVID, a lot of people finally had time to think and actually use some of that time to stop and think there wasn't a lot to do so you're kind of forced to do it and i think a lot of people really re-looked at you know you know what they want out of life where they want to be um and whether that's you know job career a career move doing things that they've always wanted to do and finally doing them or saying i don't want to live here anymore relocating so you know i think you had a lot of things Rapidly accelerate the COVID that were already happening, but because COVID accelerated so much, it seemed you know so crazy um, um, and 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 extreme. But they really were happening um, you know prior to, um, which is which is really interesting. And a lot of people aren't talking about that. So you know I think that's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really agree with you, Joe. That the pandemic really gave people uh, the kind of pause that most people really don't get very often in life. And it's so necessary. Of course, I know that from the work that I do, just how important it is to be able to sit and listen in the stillness to that which is trying to get your attention very desperately, usually your purpose. Uh, So yes, reevaluating your life and what's in it and what they want and what they don't want. And to your point, Joe, what I also have seen in my research is that um, there there was already the interest in people changing jobs before the pandemic, but when it hit, people got a little bit more, more of a need for security and stability and hung on to a job maybe longer than they expected to, to ride that out. And then, of course, when things began to clear a little bit, then there was a greater exodus toward the doors that was already happening, as you say. That's that's what I've been able to unearth as well.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, a lot of people didn't want to make a move because they didn't know what was going on. People didn't want to start in a new company. I think you know you're comfortable where you are. You don't want to show up at a new place. Masks, no masks. Remote, yeah. not remote. Um, you know, which is really interesting. Um, but I, you know, and it kind of answered your question earlier too. I think it's really important now. You really have to be creating um, a great environment to work in, whether that's remote or you know in the office. You know, and if you're not focused on that, you know, people just want more. They don't want a job. Um, They want more, you know, out of where they're showing up to every single day. Um, Mm -hmm. Some companies are doing a really great job of it and, and some aren't. And, you know, if you're not... If, you know if, if you're not trying you know I, I've had this talk with a lot of people I think you have to also have to understand too like what is your business you know and and what I mean by that is is your business a stepping stone like you know if you have a cashier's position you know at a convenience store or um, a pizza restaurant and I'm not knocking those businesses, but you got to understand like the positions, like if 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 it's a, if it's a a college, you know, working in high school or college Mm -hmm. type of position and then, you know, people are supposed to graduate college and then not be, you know, a cashier, you know, for the rest of their lives, I think you have to kind of understand, you know, what, what is it that you're, you know, that you're offering, what is your business? What are the positions that you're offering? Some of those positions are meant for people to come and go. So you might want to rethink, Making those positions very easy to onboard and offboard, mm-hmm. and also really incentivize um, those employees to actually find their own replacements. Um, some companies do a really great job mm-hmm. at this. Um, and then, you know, if you are a business that there is a real career path and um, and it is a place that people can come and grow and and be there for maybe the rest of their lives then you know you got to keep up with the competition and do other things outside of just that career that salary you know we we're, we're finding that you know just in our own business that you know we you know people um you know, it's just not about, it's not all about money for them. You know, you, your salary needs to be competitive and, and, you know, people, you know, do need to, um, you know, make a fair living in, in order to, uh, you know, to pay their bills and, and, and to want to show up to work, but it's gotta be more than, than just that. And people I think are really realizing that they just want more, you know, um, out of, you know, their, their, uh, their job that you're showing up to every day. And if you're not, you know, doing more, other companies are, and you're just gonna simply lose employees to those other companies. I, you know, we started focusing on culture like seven years ago. Um, I read the book, Delivering Happiness, and and then mm-hmm. we had their team come into the business. Um, I'm friends with Jen Lim, the CEO, um, and you know, we were focused on culture when it wasn't a buzzword, and when no one was talking about it and um you know now everyone's talking about it and and uh all, all, all these things have re- you know really you know been been you know you know have been happening um and if you're not you know back when uh, my point was is back when we kind of started all this stuff it, you know people kind of looked at us especially some of like companies that were maybe like you know more established or senior or um, and they're like, what, you know, this culture thing—what a joke! You know, very a lot of a lot of big organizations are very dismissive about it. Um, and uh, you know, now you know, you fast forward to today, a lot of this has caught on. So there, there was there's like a lot of different options with all different types of cultures and things, and and you got organizations at all different levels and sizes now that are really. Um. Really focus on this, and I feel like years ago, it was really these new innovative startups that were really doing this type of stuff. Now, you know, the the things are really starting to change. So if you're if you're not really thinking about this or taking this serious, um, and it's hard for you to hire and lose people, uh, you really gotta like you know you, you have to look at it. You don't right. have an option. And-
1: Right. And that's why I get excited about it, Joe, because I, I love being able to help business owners and business leaders reach for that higher state of being and operating to be able to satisfy that. And and that brings me to a, a question I'd love your perspective on. I had not quite I just ran across an article that was just written this March of 2022, and it contrasted this or gave this idea of the workplace of the people, which is really pretty interesting. Right. Rather than workplace for the people. Do you have a perspective on this matter? Have you heard about this? Does it ring something for you?
2: Yeah, I mean I think you know we try and make it fun here um, we hear people out we have a culture team and we we're constantly doing different things that um, you just provide more value to our employees that it, 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 and and some of the things are things where they can learn personally some are simply you know when we do our, our huddles we you know we do icebreakers and things that get us out of our comfort zones and, and it's like little mini you um, uh, little mini like um little personal development exercises but you know people just you know they want to be heard they want more um and um and and we provide that platform um but what's really important is is you know culture is your business identity and it's what happens um when people aren't looking and it in in culture just isn't about like you know, pizza parties and doing cool things. And, and I, I try, it's very hard to explain some of what culture is. It's really something that that's experienced. It's very hard to explain. But, you know, I tell people that it's not all rainbows and butterflies in my organization either. Like mm-hmm. we are a highly accountable organization. Profit's not a dirty word in my organization. We talk mm-hmm. about it, we need to be profitable in order to build and grow an amazing company and you know, the better we do, the better it will be for everybody. So that's something we actually talk about and address head on. So it, it's a balance of being accountable and having fun. You can't have too much fun, and and, and you know, and you can't be too serious. And, and we really balance that out, um, and um, and really try and go above and beyond and do additional things that um, really encompass the whole team and, and the whole organization.
1: Yeah, I was having a conversation this morning with another prospective guest who's going to come on. We were talking about how, you know, work is really a fantastic playground, a platform that you can really, in many ways across your life, best realize your potential. So if we as employers, as business leaders, as business owners can provide a playground, a platform for our employees to realize their highest and best potential by helping them to learn and grow and develop in the, the vein that they wish to to grow, well, now we've done something. Now, that's definitely a workplace of the people so if we create that space we listen to what they have to say what their concerns are what their desires for are now we've actually got that workplace of the people and i'm working with an organization right now in dallas they're fantastic joe how they listen take the counsel and we are creating something magical with them it's just the coolest thing to see them go from to your point people literally fleeing the door for, for the doors like they people going out so fast they couldn't 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 keep satisfying their customers to now we have people that are engaged in conversation there's a vibrancy in the organization now that wasn't there six months ago and and people are weighing in they're proud to be there and it's so exciting so to your point there's so much you can do with culture and organizational change and it doesn't have to be that hard but it does take listening to the people
2: it takes listening it takes time it doesn't happen overnight and I'll reference the pizza party again it's not about throwing a pizza party and <laughs> right. that's all going to work out that's not reality you have to commit you got to get your leadership um in the organization to commit and you gotta like rally the troops and 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 again it doesn't happen overnight it took really you know some years to really nail our culture um but you know i think there's some immediate things that you can do to get a jump started but you got to commit to it um and you know it's funny I, I, I you know i hear so many people say and and i'll be at a barbecue or party or whatever and you know people complain how it's so difficult and no one wants to work and you know there are plenty of people that want to work and yes work agreed and and this newer generation like how amazing is it that they want to like be better they like they want to be better and do more and a lot of the things with culture really kind of goes back to like personal development because they want to learn
1: mm-hmm. and be a yes. better
2: person and and, and um, it's just I, I think a lot of people that complain about it is they're just not providing that platform. Right, you know? I and, agree. And I, I hear so many people talking about how how ch- it, listen, it is challenging in certain industries. Depending on your industry, like, um, you know, there there are real challenges, and but there all of those are opportunities to do something different than your competitor. So you can get focused on how hard it is, or you like if you're dealing with it, if it's an industry-wide thing, then all of your competition is. So what is it that you can do better and it's and it has nothing to necessarily do with that job. Like, what uh, what is it that all of of, um, of you know those in particular you know employees um, are not getting from their, their you know your competition? So, it it, it really um, it really is an opportunity. But you know we have um, ten people starting next uh, in in two weeks. Like, you know it it you know you're you're able to hire it's out there um you know it's just you got to really you know i think look at what's going on in your org and, and what are uh what are other offer you know what are other people offering um you know that you aren't and what can you change mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm totally agree, Joe. Let's wrap our first break. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. we were here with Joe Cambrado. He's the CEO of National Business Capital. We've been talking a bit about what's going on in today's world after the pandemic for business owners and leaders and the opportunities that they have to create a business where people actually want to come and give their best. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose. An inspirational speaker and author, she helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose inspired leadership and meaning infused cultures that elevate fulfillment performance and commitment within the workforce to learn more or to invite elise to speak to your organization please visit her at elisecortez.com let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose This is Working On Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E at EliseCortez.com. Now back to Working On Purpose.
1: Interesting with this. Before we get back to the program, I'd like to invite you to check out my book, Purpose Ignited. I wrote it to awaken readers to their passion and their purpose and, and transform them into inspirational leaders who actually do create that workforce where people actually want to come to, to work and do their best. And I use this content as the basis for the Miley Inspired program as well as the Gravit Gusto program. So I hope to check it out. If you're just joining the program today, my guest is Joe. Camberato. He's the CEO of National Business Capital. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. So next, Joe, I would love to get your perspective, and I'll share as well on, on what you're seeing in terms of the, the better performing companies doing to create these compelling workplaces we've been talking about. What do you see, or what do you recommend, or what are you doing to create a really compelling place where people actually want to come and show up?
2: Yeah, well, I could definitely talk to what what we're doing. Um, I mean, we're just we're constantly doing um, you know different things. Um, one of the biggest things is is we have a culture team and a cultural leader Um, Mm -hmm. that team um, changes out um, uh, yearly Um, some people stay on um, some people go we try and mix it up um, and you know leadership you know will stay on for sometimes two to three years and then we'll identify a new leader Um, it's been really great we've made progress it's always a work in progress because things are always constantly changing Um, but what we try and do because you know we don't want to overwhelm people with too many things um, but we map out the whole year um, and then each quarter there's different you know different initiatives that we're you know doing uh, within the company Uh, some of those are external some of those are just fun things some of those are um, internal things um, some of those are departmentalized um, some of them are opportunities to to, uh, to learn, grow, and be better. So around personal development. Um, some are around company goals um, and celebration. Um, some are just bringing in, um, you know, we'll bring in uh, every, every morning at 9.05, um, we do um, morning stretches and someone leads that up. It's something that we do like every single morning. Um, there's a, a point person that heads it up. If they're out, they get a temporary uh, morning stretch person <laughs> or a morning stretcher. A
1: proxy. They uh, need a proxy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, and that's our morning ritual, which is really cool. Um, and um, so you know, we'll we'll bring in um, um, someone that will do like uh, we'll do like a little morning session of, of something like health related, whether it's like exercise, um, stretches, yoga, meditation. Um, and, uh, um, they'll talk about like diet and stuff. Usually around like the new year, we'll bring someone, you know, around diet. Um, and so just like, those are examples, but it's just, we're, we're always switching up and doing different things. Um, we do some community based things, um, which are really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, We do Thanksgiving boxes around Thanksgiving. We wrap them here and then we hand deliver them to local families. Um. You know which is great so it's like a combination of like give back um, community stuff um, it's a combination of personal development it's a combination of you know quarterly uh, monthly quarterly and yearly goals um, and getting out and doing some fun things um, and um, it, 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 you have to like mix it up because things just get stale you know in old um, but the personal development one thing is is probably uh, some of the biggest things some of those are like self ran by our team um you know whether it's just some sort of like an exercise that maybe discover something um, about you we did this like wheel of life exercise
0: Mm -hmm. to kind of identify
2: like you know like hey like where what's what's going great you know in your life right now where where are like the challenges and identifying um maybe some areas that need some attention it's a really simple exercise we did in in one of our uh, company morning huddles Uh, i can't tell you the feedback that i got have got from that um It's, you know, and I I do a lot of things outside of, you know, the office. I'm in YPO and I'm constantly, I've spent so much time and money on, uh, you know, business and personal development. And the things that I learn um, outside of here, um, I bring into, uh, you know, into the company as well. And the, the team really appreciates that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, a couple things, listeners and viewers. I just want to call it a couple things that you said, Joe, that I think are really interesting, and, and I want to bake further into the education of this this particular episode. So, you know, all that team stuff that you're doing, right, Joe? That is, you know, you, there's, you're bringing people together. You're uniting, uniting people together, and energetically, that's really interesting from a limbic resonance perspective. So, literally right literally when we when I walk into an organization and I know that that people are engaged and connected you literally can feel that buzz it's called yep. limbic resonance so I want to order our oh, yeah. listeners and viewers to understand you know that you're intentionally creating and bringing people together energetically that's amazing so and then secondly building on what you said of course from my vantage point this is just that's my jam is you know the whole meaning and purpose stuff so what I find really compelling about helping develop cultures is to is to be able to first we identify the company person purpose. What why does this organization exist and why should anybody care? And then when the individuals can start to see how their individual purpose threads up through aligns and is amplified through that company purpose. Well now we really now we're cooking with gas, right? So it's really, really interesting to be able to do that kind of work inside organizations and create a place where people feel bigger because of their involvement with their employer. That's just, it's so satisfying, so fulfilling. And so for me to get to do that kind of work and and turn those light bulbs on.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, really it is awesome. If you walk through my office, you know, you would absolutely feel that I'd love to have you come by because it's, it's a cool thing to witness. And I, you know, I can't tell you, like, you know, the, you know, when someone comes to my office, especially if it's the first time, they'll always say things like, wow, you can just feel the energy, you know, walking yeah. through here. And wow, everyone's so happy, you know. And, you know, I, I think too sometimes <laughs> I forget, like, you know, what's what's been created here and. And. Uh, you know, now I'm kind of like, well, like, you know, <laughs> You know, is your is your you know are people not happy at your company <laughs> you know <Yeah>. or in, <laughs> in, in your office or you know <laughs>
1: right but there's an there's an amazing difference there's a huge spectrum I know you know that Joe and it's so interesting in the work that I get to do by visiting various companies I can see there's a huge spectrum of registration of energy and happiness and connection so um, all worth working on like I love that it's clear to me Joe that you are working at you know your this is an intentional purposeful behavior that you have here to To develop and keep your, your your culture growing, and that's another really important point, right? We don't we we don't just turn it on and create it and then walk away. It has to be stewarded.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a really there's a a really good point to that. You know, my my business is um helping business owners access capital so they can grow their business right Mm -hmm. so i've worked i've had the privilege of working with small medium-sized companies all across the country in all different industries at all different stages from just getting started doing a few hundred thousand in sales to you know doing 10 20 30 plus million in sales and at every level every you know every business every business owner they all deal with like the same core five challenges you know it's like people process marketing uh people you know um (laughs) yeah i mentioned um, people yeah you know and, and and it's all the same things right it's just all different levels and i think this is you know it took me a while to understand this, and and you know whether it's in business or personally, you know oh when I get to this point everything's gonna be okay like, and finally when I get here like it's all gonna work out and it's all just gonna be on like autopilot and I think the reality is in life but especially in business um, is you, you're never done like mm-hmm. you right. have to constantly change and innovate. And improve, and you have to like. If you stop working on your business, like, what happens, right?
1: Yeah, like, there's no coasting. Yeah,
2: yeah, you 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 fail, right? I mean, listen, you could build the company, put the right people in place, but those people are working and changing and innovating, right? And maybe you get to take a back seat, and that's your ultimate goal, and that's a beautiful thing, and that's amazing, um, and that's all possible. But the reality is, in your business, you have to constantly keep growing, you know, improving, making adjustments, and it's just a constant change. I i see a lot of owners get burnt out with that change mm-hmm. because they're expecting that when they got to a certain place that they don't have to do that work anymore and the the reality is you have to keep changing and keep working at it at your business at you know at marketing at sales at whatever it is that you're doing but the same thing on culture it doesn't it, there's no end point you know what i mean so that it took me a real long time to really understand that once i actually understood that like really understood it um, it made things a lot less stressful,
1: because
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, then I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> this isn't going to end." It and and then I actually started to enjoy it. And you know, one thing I'll share with all of your viewers too, like, it, it, do the work because and 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 pull someone in, um, like Dr. Cortez, because you're. It, it, You you know, it's so good pulling in outside resources into your company. It's so needed. Um, One thing it it, it's it's always helped me in all different areas of business to pull in outside um, consultants and advisors that are good. Um, But you know, um, it takes it off of you as an owner. But when you do the work around culture, like it's made it so much fun and. I'm like happy to show up at work at my own business. And and I've got such a great team and it's a delight to be surrounded by such great people. There was a time in my business where I didn't want to show up and I, wasn't really fond of a lot of people that were here, mm-hmm. and that is what pushed me over the edge to really do the work on culture. And I committed to it, and, and got my team around it. I lost some people on the team, but those people, uh, it was good to lose them because they weren't the right people to be here. And uh, what a difference! Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's it's really a pleasure to come to uh, come you know come to my office every day.
1: Thrilled to hear that, Joe. And and that's another thing. Back to we've sort of been talking about this already, but it bears repeating. In that there, this there really is an opportunity to, to allow yourself or uh, uh, push yourself up, if you will, to be swept up in this change. There, I see what's happening right now is 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 like a bit of a re- it's, it's like a revolution in many ways, in my opinion, Joe. What's been happening in the workforce is it's kind of like a forced union strike. In that, yeah, yes right and that like, i want this i want work-life balance i want quality of my life i want to do work that's interesting to me and i don't want to put up with you know people that are screamers for bosses etc whatever it might be i'm going on to the next thing and i i think that that is a, a great opportunity to elevate yourself as a business owner as a business leader to allow yourself to be swept up in that so that you're better you're you're catalyzed by that transformation i, I think that's encouraging and exciting
2: hundred percent and and, you know from doing these things and committing to it it it, it does make you better as well too and like i'm constantly learning you know Mm -hmm. and yeah and then you know we we just had someone um we had a few new hires um last month or the month prior and um there was someone who was here for like like two weeks and just said something amazing to me. And it was like it was, it was really nice. And 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 uh, this person, you know, mentioned a few things that I like like I learned something from, you know, but it was all be you know, she was really complimenting a lot of the things that we do do here in the culture and, and everything and um, how it's only been two weeks and how happy she was that she made a move you know to our company mm. um, but there was like just some great things and it, it was very motivating for us to keep doing you know the work and I still get a lot of that out of it myself, too.
1: Me, too. I, th- I do, too. And, and and that brings me to the next thing I want to talk about here before we grab our, our next break, and that is that I've, I've had a few conversations with people that I work with here in the Dallas market, Joe, and um, some so some people, it's clear that this is an employee-driven workforce right now. That's the market. It's employee-driven. Sometimes we have seller's markets and buyer's markets for real estate, and right now we're definitely in the employee-driven marketplace. And a few people have said that they really believe that once the market goes back to away. way from more uh, so employee driven that all this change and you know the the need for you know an employee centric organization or you know a workforce of the people will go away and go back to uh, you know more you know <laughs> wh- what the employer wants what do you think about that <sighs>
2: I think that ship sailed. Um, I don't think it's going back. I think it's only going to accelerate. Business and businesses are growing. Um, The population is growing. There's not enough business to serve the population as it stands today. There's going to be like, I don't think the amount of businesses that are going to be needed are going to be able to keep up. Mm. Um, So I don't think that it was four more billion, uh, four 4 million more businesses created um, last year, coming out of the pandemic than usual. Wow. Like it, So there, it's just like, this isn't changing. I think it's only gonna accelerate. And I, I, what I do think is gonna happen is um, certain companies are gonna get better, stronger, and they're gonna nail it. And they're gonna offer way more. And certain companies are gonna be non-existent and they're gonna go away yeah um and i don't i don't think survival of the fittest yeah yeah and i think the world and business like it just is continuing to be better and better you know um um it's 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 really very interesting you know there's like there's like 8 billion people um in like 1950 there was i think uh two billion people um which was like the most amount of people uh, in the history of mankind mm-hmm. and there's eight you know fast forward to where we are today there's eight billion worldwide like it, it i think things are just going to continue to keep you know accelerating i think we're just getting started um, mm-hmm. so
1: well that's good we'll be fit for the for the whole exercise then joe this is the i'm in with you let's grab our last break uh, I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. We're on air with Joe Camberato. He's the CEO of National Business Capital. We're talking a bit about what's going on in the world of work and culture. After the break, we'll continue the conversation. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose. An inspirational speaker and author, she helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused cultures that elevate fulfillment, perform. Performance and commitment within the workforce. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at elisecortez.com. Let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose. This is Working On Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E at EliseCortez.com. Now back to Working On Purpose.
1: Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. One other bit of news I want to share with you before we get back with Joe is uh, last August of 2021, I released an anthology of 25 stories of women from around the world. I went and found these women, and they share their intimate story of how they've discovered their purpose and are now serving from it. It's called Passionately Striving and Why. And I'm actually more proud of that book than my... My am my own first book, so I hope you'll check it out. It's pretty exciting. By the way, I'm also now scouting for men to share their story. So if you are a man who is living your purpose, or you know someone who is, I'd love to talk to him. Send him my way. If you're just joining the program, my guest is Joe Camarado. Okay, that guy, Joe Camarado, he's the <laughs> CEO of National Business Capital. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. All right, Joe, so you're in for the for the anthology, eh?
2: I am. And you can follow me at Grow by Joe and that's me living my purpose is helping um others grow.
1: That's so cool. We'll, we will definitely talk about this, my dear. You can run, but you can't hide. And I do make it to New York, so look out. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, oh, boy, exactly. Look what you created now. Um, okay, so we were talking before the break about just, you know, things are not going to, I mean, there's no putting the genie back in the bottle, right? The the way the world is, is evolving, the way the workforce is evolving, and what people want from work is is not going to go back. So I'm really interested in your position on what to do with this matter of remote work or hybrid work.
2: You know, it's so interesting. It's so funny because so many companies, big companies too, you know, just reading about this yesterday, you know, (laughs) we're like, we're never, you know, we're going to be remote. And now a lot of them are talking about like, no, it's time to come back in the office. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, uh, remote work. I think some companies are. Um, you know, better fit for it, um, and then there's some companies that like re- like remote work is not like if you own a restaurant you it's, it's, there's no remote work right so it, it, and, right. and you know if you're a you know, contractor construction transportation like right it, there's just certain businesses that it's just it, it's just not right. possible right um, I I'm not a fan of remote work um, what's amazing is and and like going back to like nailing culture because we had such an amazing culture, when we, um, you know, when the pandemic first happened, obviously we all were home and quarantined and no one knew what the heck was going on. It was very, you know, you look back, you know, where we are now is like way different than, you know, March of 2020. Um, So we were all home. And then finally, when things started to open back up, you know, months later, and um, we crept back into the office, um, there was a point where I gave everyone the option to work from home, and no one took advantage of it. Everyone came in. Um, there was like, you know, one or two people that had some serious health things. It was completely understandable. It was fine. They work remote. It was all good. Everyone else had the option. No, no one wanted to, which is really amazing. Um, so. I think you got to do whatever works for your company, Um, and some companies have changed and realized, like, hey, we can do this remote. We got people across the country; it works well. That's great. But I think that culture is built when you're together and connected. And you know, um, and uh, I'm a big fan of of being in person. Um, And uh, so I just, you know, that that's just you know my take on it. Sure. Um, I, I think a lot of people, a lot of companies, are starting to change their tune. And I don't know, it's it's hard if you're all remote, you know, you really got to go out of your way to build culture, yep. to build camaraderie. You've got to utilize like chats, Zoom. I, I mm-hmm. think that you got to have at least a quarterly like in-person meet somewhere like a home base. Um, but I think a lot of things get missed. Um, I, I think a lot of people don't really get, it takes them so much longer to get or know your organization if they started remotely. Um see, so I think you gotta like you know, counter counter it in some sort of a hybrid fashion mm-hmm. to really build that like you know that that connectedness and 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 team um there are some companies that do this really you know really well, I think uh the company WordPress is hundred percent, you know, remote. Mm. Um, so there's some companies that have been nailing this pre-pandemic, but I, I think it's, you know, whatever your belief is, I'm, I'm pro, you know, in-person um, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm all about that.
1: Okay. I'm glad to give respect on that because I know there's a wide array of perspectives and, you know, I work with a lot of, um, you know, professional services kind of organizations as well. And some of those are a little bit more conducive to remote work, but a quick fun story for you, Joe um, in January, I think at late January one of my clients said um, at least I got a present for you it's your birthday present and she she sl- slides it across the table and it's this book right here managing virtual teams and she yeah. goes you read it and tell me what it says she- you like to read I don't like to read because and she was also on that whole thing of she really didn't like the idea she's not a, she's in totally in person sort of sort of gal when it comes to running your business but she was you know looking at how do I actually make and satisfy the people that might want to work more hybrid so anyway listeners and viewers she is coming the, the, the author the author is katherine matiski she's coming on next week so we'll talk more in specific detail about how to do this but to your point joe I've already read her book so i know um what she does say is it does take off so much more competency as a leader or as a manager to run a virtual team well you need a different set of competencies and you've got to be much more proactive in your communication to keep everything together and then what she also talks about which we'll we'll talk more about is if you're going to do that you've got to create a team charter that is the, of an agreement of accountability and how things are done etc everybody buy, everybody buys into that so i really appreciate you know I, I definitely i like eyeballs i can't even tell you i wouldn't have actually two books out if it wasn't for the pandemic i can tell you that um because i didn't get the eyeballs that i liked right <laughs> so okay. I, I, I totally appreciate that
2: yeah, definitely, and and uh, yeah, I think I think if you are going to be fully remote, you're really you got to make a serious effort to you know, to build those relationships and accountability, yeah. you know, and, and some companies that's easier to do, like, you know, all, everything that they're doing, like, like professional services, marketing companies, it's like task oriented, like, right. Here's this project and it's got a deadline and it's yeah. delivered or it isn't. Right. So, um, you know, and it, if you're not like that, then you're kind of like, you don't really know, I think what people are, you know, people are doing. So mm-hmm. you, you gotta be focused on it. I think, I, I think, um, just because people want to be remote and and, and and hybrid doesn't mean that if you offer that that that's automatically going to make those positions work. So.
1: Right or that they're going to be effective in that role. they don't Correct. know. You know, it took me. You know, it took me a while. I started working from home, from my home office in two thousand three, a long time ago, and it took me a while to get efficient and effective working from home. Partly because I'm an extrovert, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So same, same here. Like, I, I'm not. You know, I, I love being around people and I love the communication. I love the things that just pop up in my office, mm-hmm. walking by the hall, overhearing something. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, I liked I like communicating with people on the floor. I like them to overhear me, you know, on, on, on purpose so they can hear what's going on and yeah it's like how things are, you know, learned. So mm-hmm. yeah,
1: definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, since you you know, you're interested in culture and it certainly is on your purview, I'm interested if if you have anything on your radar of the kinds of like outdated people policies that you just think people, this is just so passe, please give this up. Do you have a, anything, is there a list or any, a few things that you recommend that people look at or examine whether or not they, this still works for them?
2: Um, you know, I think I think a lot of it I found in in, in running a really, you know, um, in running a great company, um, I think a lot of decisions, I think you just got to make like logical Decisions and and go with your gut and your heart you know, over then like just being like overly you know strict and just unrealistic yeah. yeah and and there's just so many situational things and I see so many people and then especially managers that are so black and white with policies yeah. right and like life happens just and i'm very respectful of that and and understanding and when life happens like we go out of our way to to uh to work you know with uh with you know whoever it is in the the organization um um and like i think that's really like the biggest thing is is you know this old school like way dictatorship of like my way or the highway and I, i think you know um and I think you know. I think people are all, are also driven by different things. So just understanding what people are driven by, because um, what might work real really well for one person might not work, you know, for another. Um, and um, I I think you know when I was early on in know this December will be 15 years that I uh, incorporated and started my company, um, which is pretty crazy. Um, I, I was very like so like you you know everything had to be a certain way and if you you didn't like comply with that um, you know it was a problem and I don't I think most things that come up with um, you know with uh, with people like uh, it's not it's not a big deal like a lot of these things aren't going to take down or change your organization, you know? So,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, a a few that I, I just want to throw out for our listeners and viewers for you to really consider, do you really need to hang on to these things? And a lot of these things are, this is the way we have always done it. And one of them for me is people have to be in their job for whatever it is, six months or one year before they can apply or be considered for another one. Please throw that thing out. You don't need that.
2: Oh yeah. Right. Don't,
1: don't do that. I, I personally think that forced ranking evaluation is awful it's the most gut-wrenching demotivating thing you can do to, to, to an organization that's another one that i would really let have you look at please listeners and viewers yep um let's see uh, yeah even even too. you know to the point of you know if you've got an organization that can support more of a remote workforce could you look at hybrid does everybody really have to be in the office five days a week kind of thing so some of those things that to joe's point you know look don't you know, don't be so black and white about it. Listen and learn, and kind of yep. consider. Those are just a few things for you to chew on, listeners and viewers.
2: Yeah, another thing that came up as you were talking too is, um, you know, like year like I, I don't believe in yearly reviews. I think they're a joke and ridiculous. Yeah. I think they're completely pointless and ineffective. That's my view on them. I've had arguments over this whether it was with my team um, or other business owners. Um, we do these quick quarterly reviews. Um, yeah. We're big. We run our business on the EOS process from the book Traction, mm-hmm. um, and we do what's called the People Analyzer, and we check in. It's a real quick thing. It's a quick check in quarterly. I think if you're waiting a year to check in, you know, with Agreed. people on your team, like that person might not be there, or so many opportunities were missed. Right. Um, and I, I think that my point is is that, and, and we break out like our teams into pods and then management. Um, and and um, and some of those are junior management that report up to senior management, um, and those managers, you know, are responsible for checking in with their team. My point is, I think you, you need to be a little bit more in tune and communicating um, throughout the years. Things just change so fast today in business that you can't be waiting for a year to check in with uh, with your team members.
1: Yeah, I had a great conversation on there a couple of years ago with Marcus Buckingham, who spent. I a couple of decades at the Gallup organization and he's just, he's written, he's co-written a book called Nine Lies About Work. The nuts of it are that he's really putting forth the idea that most organizations are created, of course, and and run, operated for their own efficiency, which means that, you know, we lose the heartbeat of the human being who's running that at the expense of that operational centralized engine that, you know, spits people in and chews them around and does their thing. So I love your point. What you're really saying there, Joe, is the, the need to be agile as business owners and business leaders be agile go with it dance. See where do I need to change? You know, do I need to go right for a couple couple minutes? Or so? Do I go left? What am I doing here and, and and be listening and being flexible? I think that's so important in today's
2: times okay. 100%, I think a lot of people want to do yearly reviews so they can only have to deal with it once a year. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and it's like, oh, you know, but, you know, if you have the right teams in place, um, you can, you know, your teams can do those quick check-ins. And then if there are things that really need to be addressed, then you can address them and take more time, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you got to be super agile. Um, and you got to keep moving and changing. And you need to be getting that, you know, information in real time.
1: Yeah, and, agreed.
2: And you can afford to wait.
1: Keep, keep learning so we've done it Joe we've gotten to the end of the, the show already it goes by so fast you know this show is listened to and watched by people across the world who care about creating a workplace where people actually want to come to work and give their best we create inspirational leaders that lead them to their greatness and we do business that betters the world what would you like to leave them with today?
2: awesome Well, thank, uh, I would say keep growing um, and get started on, on culture it's an awesome beautiful thing remember it's not all about rainbows and butterflies it's also about being accountable um, and and uh, there's no better time than now uh, to get started. so you know thank you for having me I hope you had some great takeaways and listening in. Uh, please feel free to check me out and visit my company nationalbusinesscapital.com. and uh, you can check me out on YouTube uh, youtube forward slash youtube..com dot, dot forward slash grow by Joe. Thank awesome you
1: for too. You're so welcome. Thanks for being on. And I will be talking to you later about the anthology and visiting you in New York when I get over there. So look out. Um, awesome. I look forward to it. You heard uh, listeners and viewers, you heard um, Joe talk about how to find him. So you, I, he's covered that for us. Um, you can also look at him on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Grow by Joe. Um, last week, if you missed the live show, you can always catch it being recorded podcast. We were on there with Kelly McDonald talking about her book, It's Time to Talk About Race at Work, which will help us all better understand how to meaningfully engage in the diversity inclusion and belonging world next week we'll be on air with Catherine matisky author of leading virtual teams managing from a distance during the coronavirus see you there remember that works at least a third of our lives so let's work on purpose